Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. This is the H&J Daily with the best bits of this afternoon's show, which was very England-heavy today, I understand, because Gareth yeah. Southgate announced his squad, so it was quite newsy, so it's a shorter one yeah, than usual. It's like a proper sports show today. It was, yeah, it was quite I frightening what, wrong. what the heck we were doing. But anyway, didn't we talk about you know people jousting on penny farthings and crap like that. But anyway, we will return to that at some stage when things quieten down a bit. But for now, we, had, we got on our high horse with Kevin Miles from the hey Football Supporters Association. We had a chat with him. And uh, that was Denny, our old producer. <laughs> he's got—he's been kicked upstairs like oh, the rest yeah. of them. That's Only right. a matter of time before it happens to our producer as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. We, yeah, we spoke to Kevin Miles. He was very interesting. And we had some chats. We had some. Ch- oh, we had chats. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And a little bit of uh, postscript, a little bit of housekeeping from yesterday. Oh yeah. A listener heard us discussing Donald Trump as an omelette. And, uh, well, this was a, you should have. Yeah. Put, we, it wasn't apropos of nothing, and we said, "What would he be like as an omelette?" Uh, there was, was a, a photo. Somebody found his face when they cooked an omelette, and uh, yeah. the papers went with it. Yeah. And I was casting doubt on the fact that you know I was find doubt in these things. I always think mm. people just kind of do a little prodding, put a couple of eyes in, make the mouth, you know, make it look like Donald Trump. Anyway, a listener was listening in Jamaica. He doesn't say his name. He's a pop star, he calls himself. Okay. And he sent me through this. He said, have a look at this one, though, the Larry Bird tomato. And I have to admit, it's fantastic. It is on a That's a sensation. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> is, we should is, put that on uh, on the. That's the man Twitter. himself, isn't it? That's <laughs> just uncanny. So well done for that. Yeah, so well, okay. We'll, 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 we'll that. put that up there. To show um, you. Are you can talk about your Spurs thing. We're going to oh, say no, that for well, tomorrow. Well, I can tell you, I left the building yesterday uh, after the show and went straight to White Hart Lane and climbed on the roof, not as some kind of protest. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Levy's <laughs> transfer policy. I'm up there <laughs> with a flag. Like I'm in a jail throwing <laughs> slates into his office. But no, it's not that. I didn't start a small fire on the roof. Uh, I was invited, along with some other members of the press, mm. to check out the Dare Skywalk, the new attraction they're going to have at the club, where, mm. you, where you go up on the on the very how, roof. I was thinking, how do you get up to the roof? Do you, you have walk. to climb a ladder? No. Oh, no, no, no. It's a walkway. It's a proper, you know, as from next Monday, the the, the public can do it. It was just a chance for us to have a look at it. All right, okay. From a press point of view. You may have seen some reports on TV last night. But, um, yeah, you you walk up there and you get onto that section where the cockerel is mm. ab- above the the old park lane. And uh, you, you walk around it. You actually walk. You're harnessed, obviously, Andy. Yeah. You didn't fancy it, did you? You got a thing with heights. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't fancy that. It was fantastic. And yeah, you certainly wouldn't have liked the bit where you walk... <laughs> 
to the front past the cockerel and it's just a sheer drop onto oh, the no. pitch. <laughs> but you are, of course, you're on a harness, so you're pretty safe, very short harness at that point. I but, need a um, double harness. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, no, the views up there are amazing off the London skyline and off yeah, the stadium. So, anyway, well, I did record some stuff. Can you see the Emirates Stadium from there? Uh, I, I tried not to. I mean, they, they don't <laughs> highlight it. I just want to know that. They don't highlight it. Our producer, who accompanied you, uh, accompanied you rather. Accompanying, accompanying you. Sorry. Please, line of Jeffrey's in. <laughs> Your producer, <laughs> who accompanied you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. And uh, John, he's a Torquay fan, and he pointed out that. Of course, he always brings everything. Well, he points everything back to brings yeah. everything back to Torquay. He does bring everything back to Torquay, and I don't blame him for doing that. And he said that Derek Dawkins had scored a goal when Torquay beat Tottenham one nil. They in did. 1978, the first leg. The aggregate score, I think, was, um, was what was it, 4 2, wasn't it, on aggregate? I mean, yeah. I, I, I tend to look at the tie, John. Was it 87 or 78? Yeah, I, I was at the game. I went to the yeah, game at the lane where, yeah. we, where we saw them off. Yeah. And uh, the Torquay fans were singing, We're by far the greatest team <laughs> the world has ever seen. I was thinking. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But, did you, uh, yeah. did you inscribe it, although, Derek Dawkins? Well, it, he, did he wanted to carve. I mean, I think it would have been quite poor that <laughs> invited up there by the Spurs um, PR department that he then carved the name of Derek Dawkins. <laughs> it's a in, fine goal. It's on YouTube. It is a good goal, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I made um, the mistake of asking him if he was there. Of course, he wasn't even born. No, there you of course, that's the same time you've done that this week, having asked Eric Dyer last week whether he lived on a level crossing and then realised it was in 1982 or something. Oh, I can't help it. You can't help it. Andy well, gone. Yeah, these things, they do throw you. Talking of, though, talking gave me hope. Oh, yeah. I was watching the Murray Walker documentary last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. I recommend it to the listeners. It's really excellent and uh, what a life it's been. And uh, I think it was only on last week, so it's definitely still on the iPlayer. Hmm. 95 years, Murray, and he's still going strong and I hadn't realised that he hadn't started commentary full time until mm. he was 59 up to up to the age of 59 he had a full time job in advertising oh okay yeah he was the miles a day helps you work rest and play and all that the miles a day was, it all, was that the way it should have been done <laughs> yeah something like everything that had to be, everything had to be everything had to be it was yeah. it's, it's well worth watching I recommend it okay so yeah, well, I'll go and check it out uh, now news from the Chinese Super League oh and, tremendous uh, have we got a jingle for that <laughs> Chinese Super League news <laughs> on talk sport It'd be great if we did have yeah. uh, We need Steve on a permanent thing. I mean, he's not doing any acting at the moment. We get him in. Oh, God, talk about kicking a man while he's down. <laughs> you just stand in West the studio. End actor. Yeah, you're not working at the moment, Steve. <laughs> just sit about till we need Chinese football news on Talks Four. <laughs> Steve Hartley's busy. He's always in demand. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chinese Super League players are living off, a, uh, living not off, living in a sealed off hotel, right? Uh, to in an attempt to thwart the virus. All 16 teams have been in ice isolation for five weeks can only leave for training and matches mm. but this is a bit I like they kill time by playing video games taking part in karaoke and watching films including President Xi's Football Love I wow can't, I can't wait to watch that one it's it sounds like a winner it? is it on Netflix <laughs> yeah, I don't think so what is it? President Xi's football love? Well, I think the thing is that President Xi, the whole interest in the Chinese Super League and football in China, came about because President Xi is a big football fan. I don't yeah. know if he's. Uh, I don't know who he supports. Not talky. <laughs> be great if he did yeah in which case in China they would be by far the greatest team the world had ever seen and don't you forget it that would be like tremendous President Xi becomes the chairman of the club yeah would you object John if, if chi- the Chinese state took over Torquay 
You'd be all for that. Yeah, you'd, Morrie's yeah, all got for a problem, it. but well, <laughs> never mind that. What about the cash? Anyway, I don't recommend President Xi's football love. It film. might be brilliant. It might be brilliant. If you've yeah. seen it, if you've seen, no, if you've been in no China, seen of course it. they have. If they've been in China on holiday, I imagine it's on. It's on a reel, isn't it? They just keep showing it all the time. So, if you've seen President Xi's football love, can you tell us what it's like? Um, Hello, just... I'm President Xi. You may remember me, and I love football. <laughs> but it must be more than that. It could be great old footage of brilliant World Cup games and stuff. It could be well, where he could... got his love of football. That's not conjecture. Anyway, let's find out. No, for sure. True. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We're going to have a chat about uh, the televising of Premier League games. As you're probably aware in the, in the EFL and the Championship, if you're a fan of one of those mm. clubs, courtesy of iFollow, you'll be able to keep in touch with your team uh, while you're not able to go to the stadium. But it's been decided in the Premier League that uh, that's not going to be the case. You'll still see the games on BT and Sky and Amazon, etc. Um, and there'll be a few more games than usual, but certainly not the blanket coverage we got used to during lockdown. And until we can go back, mm. some of us may have to put up with 10 minutes on Match of the I Day, even you, less if I you're the last I said to you last game. week, this is a total disgrace. It's absolutely wrong. They've got a chance to make some money, the clubs. It doesn't affect the other, the three o'clock thing, because nobody's going to those games either. So until we can go back in the stadium... It makes absolutely no sense that you can't at least subscribe to watching, being able to watch your team. I don't want to see what we had before, like three games a day every day. I don't want that. But, you know, to be able to see your own team when you can't go and see them in the stadium, I think it makes no sense not to have that. I think the Football Supporters Association agree. Kevin Miles joins us uh, from the FSA. Good afternoon, Kev. Good afternoon, lads. Uh, how, what sort of progress are you making? I've, I've, I've seen reports that you've, you've been trying to speak to the right people and get some answers and, and push for this. I mean, the, the word is that, that the current um, uh, partners, broadcast partners, aren't keen on this happening, and that's the stumbling block. Well, as, of, as always in these situations, uh, we get past from pillar to post a little bit because we, took, we raised this in our meeting with the Premier League that we had last Wednesday, uh, and they... Um, as always, it's left a bit vague about whether the responsibility lies with the league or with the broadcasters. Now, the experience that we've had in Scotland and with the EFL suggests that the broadcasters might be amenable to some sort of arrangement around this. And I would have thought, um, I was listening to Andy there, it was like being at one of our network meetings because it was the, 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 all of the same arguments had been raised by our member groups from all the Premier League clubs saying, uh, you know, why why can't we watch these matches? It, it seems that the ridiculous situation that the people, the only people in the world virtually who aren't going to be able to watch Premier League matches live this year because of the broadcast, all the games are, are broadcast somewhere, will be law-abiding citizens in Britain who don't use uh, your mm. pirate um, broadcast streams and the populations of North Korea and Saudi Arabia. Everybody <laughs> else in the world can watch Premier League football. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Life. And you mentioned the piracy there, Kevin, and, and there's a couple of things there. One is that people, they've worked so hard on piracy uh, and they're doing a very good job with it uh, at the Premier League but people will be driven to go and find those games somewhere or they'll be driven to the pubs uh, some might say unscrupulous pubs and bars that show these matches on hooky feeds and they're not going to be social distancing in there it's driving people you know to go and watch matches in a way that they probably shouldn't well that's, that's the danger I mean, we've had representation from people who haven't missed a game of their club for 40 or 50 years because they've been to every match 
But because they, I mean, if you've been for every game for 50 years, that suggests you might be a little bit older. Uh, and you may be therefore shielding for health reasons and not being able to go to the grounds. Now, those people can't even go to the pubs, but they're either facing with committing a criminal offence and watching it on the legal stream or missing out on matches for the first time. And that cannot be the way that the football club and the, and the league and even the broadcasters want to treat long-standing customers in the case of the clubs and potential customers in the, in the case of the broadcasters. They've got to be aware that they can sort this out. We can't have a situation where, you know, for the first time, because of a public health crisis, where a precedent has been set that it can be done with the matches behind closed doors, that people just can't do the basic of watching the football team. I agree with you, Kevin. And they're already getting subscription money from us, which they'll get for the games on Saturday, for example, at 12.30 and 5.30. They'd get extra money. The club would, you know, they could split it between the broadcaster and the club. I just, it's a revenue stream. I, in a time when they're desperate for money, I cannot see their argument against this. No, I mean, it, it, I, look, we're not, as an organisation, generally speaking, we're not pushing for more football on television. We are in favour of protecting that three o'clock Saturday window to make sure that the, the, the clubs further down the pyramid are protected against losing their fan base to a television audience. We get all of those arguments, but these are exceptional circumstances. The COVID-19 is a public, an international public health pandemic which has changed things on, for a temporary period. And we think football's got to respond on a temporary basis again we're not asking for something for nothing, like you say. I would have thought the broadcasters would look at this and say, we could get a whole new layer of people who've never subscribed to us before because they've been at matches all the time, who becoming subscribers and then perhaps sticking as subscribers later as well. Uh, look, finally, Kevin, I mean, you say you're getting the runaround a little bit, but do you, what's your gut feeling? You've been in enough of these negotiations with the Premier League and possibly the broadcasters and other stakeholders in football to know the way the wind's blowing. What's, what's your gut feeling about this? Could could there be a bit of a change of heart? Well, I hope so. When we raised it with the Premier League, I got the impression, talking to them, that they'd perhaps... Uh, underestimated the strength of feeling about this from the fan side. And they did say in the meeting that they would go away and have a look at it. That uh, needs the broadcasters to engage as well. But I know that we've, we've raised this at the political level. I know that there are going to be members of parliament who are going to be writing to the leagues, asking them to look at these these sort of things. So I'm, I'm hoping there'll be mo some movement on it. But we haven't got a lot of time here. No. It's the 25th of August today. The first game is the weekend of the 12th of September. They need to get something in place pretty quickly and, and get it organised. I mean, the difficult bit, I would have thought, is already done. Mm. They've already got the cameras in the ground. Yes. They're already filming it. They're already broadcasting it live to most places in the world. It's just a question of making sure that fans have access. They've got things like Sky Box Office, you know, which you could subscribe to and pay for each game. And I don't get the three o'clock thing because, oh, I tell you what, I'm not going to Stamford Bridge. I'll go. Oh no, I can't go anywhere else because they're they're not laying fans in either. So what's the problem? It yeah. makes no sense at all. Until until COVID is over and we can all go back to all the games, then fine, protect three o'clock. That's a great thing. But up till then, it makes no yeah. sense. Good luck, Kevin. Keep keep pushing. Definitely. We will. Don't worry. Thanks for your help. Thanks very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
from Talk Sport. Andy, in the meantime, is there anything else you want to share yes. with the class? Um, it's quite interesting. I've been, I've been accumulating so many notes lately. I just saw one this morning that I never actually got to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's not really sport, but <laughs> there's a giant tortoise. Oh, he's there, yeah. Yeah. He's 188. Wow, the things that, he's seen, eh? <laughs> no, the thing about him is he's called Jonathan. <laughs> It's a very strange thing. Why would you? Why would he be called Jonathan? Well, sadly, the bloke who called him that, or the lady, is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. is no longer around. No to longer, ask. No longer oh, with us. Maybe they wrote it down. I, tell you, I had a shock this morning because there was a story about Kentucky Fried Chicken are uh, halting the use of the slogan "Finger Licking." Well, good. I mean, for obvious for COVID-related COVID reasons. COVID-related yeah. reasons. But the headline said "Motto Kicks the Bucket." And I thought, Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> It's Motto, we're not Motti. We want him back in a couple. Of, we'd like to point out that Motti is not. He's very much with us and will be with us. I, he honestly did throughout the season on Fridays. Yeah, yeah but thank goodness. Now, Andy, mm. um, do you know where the first floodlit cricket match in the UK was held? Lords? No. Or the Oval? No. Have another guess. It was a football stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, baseball ground. No. No, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that was quite weird. Because <laughs> I think they played baseball there in the 30s. So they're, they're, they're Thanks to the good people at the excellent historic mm. cricket pitches on Twitter, which always turns up some brilliant stuff. Oh, yeah. 40 years ago this month, um, it was actually one of the first floodlit matches in the UK. West Indies played Essex in front of 11,000 people. And it was at Stamford Bridge. Oh, really? Are you, are you not, I thought you might have been there. I never knew. <laughs> when yeah. was it? Well, not that long ago, 40 years. I mean, you were about, let's not yeah, pretend no, you weren't. Um, so you would have been, you would have been, uh, you would yeah. have been married. So, yeah, yeah uh, I was yeah. married, yeah. Uh, Surrey had been due to meet the tourists, but their Gillette Cup semi final went to a reserve day. So they took on Essex at Stamford Bridge in a game of cricket. So God, it's I don't cool. remember that at all. Jaden Sancho, it's not the only honour he's had today, uh, mm. getting picked by uh, Southgate. Uh, football star Jaden Sancho has landed his own Nando's tie in. The chicken chain teamed up with uh, his boot company to launch his Sancho sauce. Oh, nice. I know, the only way to get your hands on an exclusive bottle and a shirt signed by the Borussia Dortmund star is to take part in some sort of challenge. It's all there on their website and everything. So, uh, yeah. He's not the first footballer, of course. Go and come in there. Perry Perry Groves. He was the first one. Who got oh, <laughs> that, was, that was always going to happen. Was always gonna happen yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. Uh, that was this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow uh, from uh, one. Thank you ever so much for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.